This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 341, Comic Reviews for the week of Wednesday, January the 20th. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Chapman. Today's episode, episode 341, we're taking a look at comics that came out last week on Wednesday the 20th. Uh, we're recording this on the 27th of January, so just when we're ready for new comics to come out, let's have one last look at the week that was last week and some of the uh, selected releases. Uh, this this week, we're going to look at about, uh, I think, 11 comics. Uh, I'm just going to go really quickly through them. Um... I don't have as much time as I usually would have to record reviews episodes, so we're just going to kind of hit on the, uh, the the quick, dirty details of the comics that came out. Uh, first up is Batman 48 by Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo. Um, I feel like online people seem to like this a lot more than I did. Um, it was okay. Um, we're we're kind of progressing the story of Bruce and, I guess, the Joker having a chat. Which is interesting. I found myself a little bit bored by uh, Mr. Bloom. I'm not super into it. Um, the idea of Bruce kind of having this conversation with uh, Joker is definitely very cool. I'm not sure if I buy how they're getting Bruce out of you know the where they had him in terms of where his mind was. Uh, because it seems so clear that how could you bring him back? And yet obviously we're getting him back, and I hope it makes sense. The ending was definitely thrilling um, with you know Alfred hearing the knocking on the door and not wanting to let him in and then Bruce is there and saying take me to my cave that's badass uh, there's good elements of this issue I just found the Mr. Bloom stuff I found I'm a little bit I'm just not super interested in it um, but at the end again the parts with Bruce and Joker were more interesting but again almost more frustrating because what do either of them really remember and why not and I'm going to give it a 6 I think it was an uneven issue I think the artwork by Capullo was very good I just think that the the script was kind of balancing between really interesting dialogue between Bruce and Joker and then stuff with Mr. Bloom which I found I was a lot less interested and for some reason I keep wanting to call Mr. Bloom Orlando Bloom and I don't know why that is Uh, next up so that's a 6 next up is Batman and Robin Eternal 16 um, as we continue this storyline, um, which at times feels like it's a little slow and at times feels like there's too much going on. Like it's, I feel like there's never really a perfect issue of this book. It just feels like it's, it goes from one extreme to the other. Uh, stories by James Tinian the fourth and Scott Snyder. Uh, the writers on this issue is Jackson Lansing and Colin Kelly with artwork by Andrea Moody on pages one to four, six to seven, 14 to 15 and 20, literally a hodgepodge. And then Roger Robinson doing pages five, eight to 13 and 16, 16 19 and gordon suzuka doing pages 11 to 12 um because you have a bunch of different artists there is a very different aesthetic at least they tried to make it for specific purposes like certain kind of uh sequences kind of makes sense um again i'm not sure how i feel about this overall the general consensus online seems to be that it's a lot more uh, concise as a story and more pared down and has a, a greater sense of exactly the story it's telling as opposed to the first Batman Eternal. Uh, although I think I'd like that more. It felt like uh, the story felt bigger and more epic and this feels a little bit more intimate but not necessarily as entertaining and I'm not as interested in Mother and the supposed you know kind of changes to the Bat mythos that they're kind of trying to inject. Um, this issue was serviceable but I, I, it's still not quite grabbing me. I'm going to give it a 6. Uh, next up is Dr. Fate number 8, which I'm going to give a 3, um, eh, maybe a 4. 
Uh, I think at that point I'm kind of splitting hairs, but I mean, I'm not fairly interested in this. The art's okay, it's just, I find that I, I just can't get, in, get into this version of the character. It doesn't really, it doesn't, I don't know what this version of Dr. Fate's supposed to be, it's just not quite working for me. Uh, and I wish I could be more concise about that. I wish I could explain more about why it doesn't work. It, the story feels like it takes forever to get to the point, and that's like we've had eight issues, and it feels like not a lot's actually happened. Khalid isn't that interesting as Doctor Fate. Um, I think that Doctor Fate as a concept is so f- fantastic, and yet I feel like they've only kind of um, barely marked the surface of here. Uh, it's written by Paul Levitt's artwork, and here is by guest artist Ibrahim Mustafa. Uh, as I said, 4 out of 10, it doesn't serve to really uh, grab me, it doesn't make me that interested. Uh, it doesn't like Just because I don't usually like mystical characters doesn't mean I couldn't potentially love this, it's just not working. Um, now let's talk about a book that is working, and is really working well, and that's Hercules, uh, which I am just such a huge fan of. I think um, it's just an immensely entertaining and fun book, uh, even when it gets potentially a little bit more tragic. Uh, which is definitely what we see happening at the end of this issue. It's written by Dan Abnett, artwork by Luke Ross. I think Luke Ross is just killing it here. Uh, his art is just fantastic. I love the details. I love the way that he makes Hercules look, um, the way that Hercules kind of has the man bun going up, and, but it works for Hercules. Um, the way I, I, the only thing that didn't quite work for me is that when we see Gilgamesh dressed up as Hercules, I think he looks a little bit too fit, considering they've kind of been portraying him to be as a little bit more out of shape and, and uh, chunkier. Um, but this was very entertaining. I really like the, the the sense of foreboding and doom that's in this uh, in in the storyline. Um, the ending again, very sad, and the glimpse towards uh, issue four and the cover at the end of this issue really makes me thrilled to, to just kind of see how Hercules is going to take this now that Gilgamesh finally gets off the couch and this is what happens. Um, this was great. Um, this book has been such a a revelation. I don't think I really expected to enjoy it nearly as much as I have been. I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. It's fantastic stuff. Uh, next up is New Avengers number 5, um, which uh, has its moments for sure. Um, I think the big problem here, so it's written by Al Ewing and I'm really enjoying his, his writing. I'm just not a fan of Gerardo Sandoval's art. I just think it's oh, a little bit too stylized and um, over the top and it doesn't quite work for some of the quieter moments in this story and it just it's just not the quite the right vibe um this story is really interesting like you got the future avengers trying to you know go back in time so they can stop wiccan before he becomes you know taken over by this demonic entity um so they kind of come back to the present to deal with that in the present they new avengers you know are doing their own thing and they're all you're also getting a sense that you know hulkling knows that there's more going on here with wiccan and uh, or Demiurge, whatever you want to call them, and that, that's a, a potential issue. Um, I'm just not a big fan of the art. I'm going to give it a 5 out of 10, predominantly because of the art, because the art kind of drags it down. It's It feels overstuffed. It just doesn't feel like it fits the script. The script is smarter than the art. Uh, the art just feels too big, too... like uh, There's just a very over-the-top aspect of the art that doesn't fit the script at all. Uh, next up is Poison Ivy, Circle of Life and Death. Uh, which I wasn't originally going to read. It's written by Amy Chu, who I don't really know. Uh, artwork by Clay Mann. And that's the big kind of thing here. Uh, Clay Mann does a brilliant job. It's a really intriguing, interesting take on, on Poison Ivy. Even her relationship and friendship with Harley Quinn is kind of interesting as well. Um, I'm, I, I, 
I did not really expect necessarily a lot from this, and I found it was a very entertaining book. It's going to be a great miniseries, I think. Uh, so Circle of Life and Death, Poison Ivy, I think it's really good. 8 out of 10. It's, it's worth reading. Um, especially if you don't expect much from it. I think lower expectations sometimes work in, in, in a good book's favor. Um, then we have Robin, Son of Batman, number 8, uh, Heart of Ice by Ray Fox and Raymond Bach. Uh, which is kind of a, it fits nicely into the kind of concept of the the year of blood and and what kind of was happening during the redemption tour that Robin was under. I'm just not a huge fan of the art uh, in the framing sequences. I actually like the art more during the action sequences, which says something about the artist. Um, but I thought it was good. I mean, it was interesting because it's not by uh, Patrick Gleason, and yet it feels very seamless. It just kind of fits in perfectly and uh, is a nice story with nobody and with Robin. And again, um, and I also like uh, the portrayal of, of Goliath the Man Bat. I think is great. I'm going to give it a 7. It was a, it was a solid issue. Um, next up is Star Wars 15. So we're getting another one of these kind of flashback issues. Uh, which is to the tales of what uh, Obi-Wan was doing on Tatooine. I like that they're kind of doing these sprinkled in. Jason Aaron is writing it with Mike Mayhew on the art, and Mayhew's art is great. Um, It feels very cinematic. Uh, The colors look fantastic. The story is vibrant. Uh, It's an interesting kind of story of the past and kind of seeing, you know, what was actually going on on Tatooine and and the struggles that Obi-Wan was going through. I think it's... I'm surprised... Well, I'm sure in the expanded universe maybe they did this type of thing before, but I'm glad that we're actually getting to, to see what this was like for Obi-Wan. Um, and it, it's really entertaining. I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. Next up is Star-Lord number 3, which is a tough comic for me to talk about, just because, I mean, I'm not a super fan of the art by Javier Garon. Uh, Sam Humphreys is doing an okay job with the story, but the story just feels very movie Peter Quill and doesn't feel like, again... I hate to be this person who constantly complains about continuity, but I really like Star-Lord back when he was in Annihilation Conquest. I think it was such a great, and even Annihilation, a great version of the character. And then over the last few years, he's been Bendicized and then movie-sized. And obviously the Bendicized was really just prepping us for the movie. So now he's a very different version of Star-Lord. And now we're getting a very different version of Yondu, and it's basically the movie version of the Ravagers, and I just don't really care for it. Um, it's okay, it's just not great. And I'm, I'm not a fan of the art, it's a little loose, the story's a little loose. I'm, I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt and give it a 6 out of 10 as a rating, but i just not really digging it myself. I'm not a huge fan. Uh, next up is Superman Wonder Woman 25. I like this a lot. It's written by Peter Tomasi, uh, artwork by Doug Monk. Um, it was kind of an interesting story, basically, of... Wonder Woman going, you know, to the gods and saying, you know, can you heal Superman? And then kind of him getting a, um, uh, being tested and kind of going through a spiritual plane and being tested in all these different ways. And it was really interesting. And um, the last page is definitely kind of the what kind of cliffhanger. But I really dug this. I think it it's worth reading. Um, I think Superman Wonder Woman has been a book that's been on the whole better than what you might have expected from a team up book with them. And uh, this was good. Next up is Titans Hunt number four. Um, this is written by Dan Abnett and artwork by Steven Segovia. It's still a little confusing as to what's really going on. 
I'm trying to give it the benefit of the doubt because it's, it's potentially very exciting and interesting to kind of see these characters come together. But the way they have Dick Grayson here, him, you know, suiting up as Nightwing, you know, it feels like in one book he's deciding that he's he's Grayson, he's not Robin anymore, and he's going to be part of the Court of Owls. And at the same time, he's also dressed up as Nightwing. I know that, again, DC's trying to be like, don't worry about continuity, just enjoy the story. But it's a little frustrating when they don't seem to have a lot of regard for their own internal continuity anymore. I'm going to give it a 7.5 and a 10. I think a lot of whether or not this ends up reading better later is going to be based on how it ends. Which isn't necessarily fair, but it's, so it's hard to kind of talk about it as it's happening. Uh, so that's everything from that I had a chance to read from this past week. Some highlights I didn't get a chance to read yet, but I'm excited to read are Uncanny X-Men number two, Silver Surfer number one, Miss Marvel number three, Captain Marvel number one, Astonishing Ant-Man number four. I don't know how I missed all those or I didn't have a chance to read all of those. As well as Batgirl, Martian Manhunter, Secret Six, etc. Uh, looking forward to this coming week, or really today, in, or in an hour or two when I'm able, to, hopefully, to go to the store before I go to work, uh, on the 27th of January. Uh, some of the selected releases include new issues of Aquaman, uh, Batman by Ed Brubaker trade paperback, which uh, is exciting. I haven't taken a look at what it's going to uh, include yet, but that could be a really interesting book. Uh, Superman Deluxe Ident- sorry Deluxe Version of the Secret Identity uh, miniseries by Kurt Busiek and Simon... Sorry, Simon. Um, oh, my God. Stuart Eminem. Jesus. Uh, for a while back, that could be really good. Uh, from IDW, there's Ghostbusters International, number one. Gem and the Holograms, 11. New issue of TMNT, ongoing. Um, from Image Comics, there's issues of Island and Fuse and Cry Havoc, which I haven't heard of, so I'll have to see if that's worth if it's worth giving a shot. Prophet Earth War. Uh, and from Marvel, we've got All New and Humans, number three. All New, All Different Avengers, number four. Angela, Queen of Hell, number four. Um, got the Avengers Death of Mockingbird collecting the Avengers West Coast. I wish it was branded that way. Uh, new issue of Daredevil, of Carnage. Uh, there's the second print edition of Deadpool and Cable Split Second. Uh, a new issue of Extraordinary X-Men, uh, Kanan, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur, Old Man Logan, Spider-Woman, and Venom Space Knight, as well as uh, there's, I believe, a bunch of second printings coming out that are interesting, as well as uh, X-Men, Shape Paperback, Colossus, God's Country, and What If... Straight paperback infinity. Uh, so that's what's coming out this coming week. Um, thanks for joining us for episode 341. We'll be back in a few days, hopefully, with episode 342. Not sure what we're going to be talking about yet, but uh, I'm sure it'll be great as uh, we will have upcoming episodes. This is exciting. I can announce that. I think episode 352, so we're still over a month away, but on February 29th, at the moment at least, I should be sitting down to talk with Jerry Conway, legendary writer um, for both Marvel and DC, one-time editor-in-chief of Marvel Comics, the man who killed Gwen Stacy and introduced the Punisher, so I'm very excited about that. That's coming up in the end of February. Uh, Also, we're going to be chatting with Danny Fingeroth again, uh, I think next week, so I think episode 344 might be that conversation, as uh, we're getting close to episode 3. 50 as well, so I'm not really sure what episode 350 is going to be yet. Um, maybe it'll be an appearance of Doctor Doom. It would make more sense if you knew what happened in Amazing Spider-Man 350, but uh, anyway, thank you for joining me for this episode, and we'll catch you next time. Uh, I should say, if you want to email us, you can do so at comicshenanigans at gmail.com, like us on Facebook, rate and review us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and listen to us on Stitcher. Thanks again, and we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye!